Today's show is brought to you by Delicious Obsessions. Real food, real life, and real delicious. Deliciousobsessions.com. You're listening to the Mountain Woman Radio Show, which can be found on our website at treyerwilderness.com and also on iTunes. Welcome to the Mountain Woman Radio Show, where we are homesteading traditionally 100% off-grid today and offering preparedness and survival tips for tomorrow. Here's your host, Tammy Treyer. Welcome, everyone, and thank you again for joining me for another podcast. Things have been really progressing this summer. It's going so fast, as always, and of course, it's crazier than ever. Even though we try to keep it nice and calm and cool and collective, it just never happens that way. So you learn to roll with it and have fun. So that's what we've been doing. Garden is producing a lot, and we are hoping to get a lot of things on the shelf this year. I am really excited today to have a woman of faith joining me, an incredible inspiration for others, and I would like to share with you Tina Samples. You can find her at tinasamples.com, and Tina, thank you so very, very much for joining me today. Well, you are so welcome. I'm thrilled. (laughs) Tina is an author and a pastor's wife and so many things, and I would love for you, Tina, to just share your story with my audience and tell them a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, I I grew up in a family where my dad was not a Christian, not a believer, and my mother actually came from a Christian home, and she was a believer, and my dad drank a lot. It was a rough life, really. He got into a life of crime before I was born, and and we moved around a lot, ran from the law. Basically, we were fugitives. So before I was born and even into my birth after I was born, until I was about in the sixth grade or going into, well, middle school, I was 12, that's when we finally settled down. But up to that point, my life was really consisted of running with my dad from the law, and we never really stayed in a place longer than a year. Wow. We um, we just, oftentimes we lived in parks, and I remember sleeping on the floorboard of, of a car and or on picnic tables outside or in a tent. Wow. I knew what it felt like to go without food, to be hungry, to have a, a peanut butter or, or just a butter and bread or jelly and bread sandwich wasn't much. So it was really a difficult season, difficult time. My dad was alcoholic, so he was a very abusive. It was really hard to live with on top of everything else. And it was, it was tough life. And eventually, we, when we settled down, a little church invited us 
to church, a church out in the country invited us to church, and that's how I came to know the Lord through that church. And my siblings did, and and from that moment on, we were always involved in church and and grew up from that moment on in church. And so I never knew that one day I would become a pastor's wife. I'd marry a pastor, uh, a young man. At the time in college, he was always involved in ministry work, and, and that's what, what our life consisted of. And I guess it's it's been over 20 years now we've been in the ministry and working with just a lot of hurting people and wounded people. And, and God really, through all of that and all of my experiences and working with women who were hurting, brought me to this, this book. Wounded Women of the Bible, and I I never dreamt that one day I would actually use all of that that God brought me through to to place it in a book that would one day help other women, too. So it's surprising what I, what God does for us in life. It is very amazing, and that is that is so true. Um, I had an, uh, another person on as a guest a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about similar things, and it is amazing. You know, we struggle through the times and wonder, you know, is God even there? And go through these extremely rough times. I'm a true believer that God takes us through everything to help build on our character and uh, build us to who we need to become uh, for His ultimate purpose. And it's, you know, yeah. it's it's amazing. Oh, it is. And you know what? I just... I believe, you know, I've come a long, long ways with working through my own issues and my own hurt and, and pain in life from my childhood on. And and I would just come to an understanding that God never wastes the hurt, that that he can always do something with our hurt to help us minister, to build character in us, to build us stronger, to help us with all of the fruits of the Spirit that he's trying to teach us and kind of love other people. He never wastes the hurt. And we have to remember that. Yeah. And sometimes I know he seems like he's far away, but he, he walks with us through so much. Oh, he really does. So through you. that, I I was actually ministering to about three or four women who had been in relationships with abusive husbands. And, and they it was an ongoing, ongoing relationship and of just abuse. And they had worked through some things and trying to get healing. And sadly, they all divorced, which was really sad. But during that process, I remember one day I left them and I was driving home and I I said out loud, I said, Lord, I wish I had something I could teach them and work with them. And I know there are tons of books out there, but I just needed something that was that really helped them to see that they weren't alone in their suffering and their wounding. And at 3 o'clock in the morning one day, I woke up. I heard my name called, actually, Tina, really loud. And I sat up in bed. I was expecting to hear my son calling for me. I, You know how a mom, when you raise yeah. up. and yeah. But I heard, I heard Tina, women in the Bible who have been wounded, and I said, Lord, do you want me to write about that? In my spirit, I just knew that he wanted me to do that. But I, I wasn't thinking, like, write a book, you know. Right. At the time, I was thinking of ministering to these women, you know. So I began my research of finding women in the Bible who were wounded. And the first person I came to was Abigail. And that was the first lesson I did with the ladies that I was ministering to at the time. And from that moment, I just, women just came out of the woodwork and just so many wounds and so many hurting women. And 
So I had a friend, Dina Dyer, actually, who's still my friend, co-author on the book, who is a writer, was a writer at the time. And I called her up one day and I said, Dina, do you want to help write this book? Because I'd never written up to that point. I'd never written a book, but I had written stories about my experiences that were published in books before and devotions and things like that. So I'd written things like that, but never tackled the the big uh, project of a book. You know, that's a big project there. And so, oh, I'd love to do that. And so I'm a, I'm a teacher. I feel like that's my strength is a Bible teacher. And so I did the biblical perspective and in today's world and, and shared their stories in the book. So you'll read a lot of, a lot of stories from women in today's world who open up and share their heart about how they were wounded, but also how God God really brought them through that. Oh, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. And, you know, so many people hide behind their wounds, and that's such a dangerous thing to do because they just compound. And and when those stresses compound, you know, it affects your health and everything. So to have resources um, for women uh, is just so, so important. Uh, I really feel in, in this day and age, and and an avenue to find help, you know. Uh, so this is this is an awesome, awesome topic. And uh, again, Tina's information, as always, will be shared in the show notes as well as the link to her book. So if you know people that um, this book could assist, I, I highly encourage you. Um, to point it out to them, and you will find a review of her book on our website in the next couple of weeks as well. But Tina, you're, you are definitely uh, have a ministry going, and that's so awesome that you can be there to help these women. Well, thank you. I just, you know, my heart goes out to them, and one of the things I'm trying to to, to do is. Um, in this book, actually, Dean and I, we chose women that you don't hear a lot about. I mean, you go, you open a book, and you we often read about the same women all the time. Right. But there's so many more women in, in the Bible that we don't know a lot about. So we chose to talk about Ichabod's mother, Jephthah's daughter. These are women that didn't even have names in Scripture. And then, of course, we talk about Jochebed who was Moses' mother, and we, we share some about her story of releasing a child and having to go through that. Yeah. And so we tried to have something in the book that that each woman can relate to. And, and we've actually heard stories where women will call us or, or we run them and or we receive an email and they'll say, you know, I was reading through the first chapter and I, I couldn't relate to that one, but the second one, and then, but then I thought, oh yeah, that third chapter, I really, I've been there, I get that one. <laughs> so we we chose the two women in Solomon's court as our first one that talks about betrayal from friend to foe, and when you hear the two women in Solomon's court, their story, it's usually from the perspective of Solomon and his wisdom. Mm-hmm. But no one really ever talks about what happened with the two women, right. the issue that unfolded between them. Right. And there's so much in the story that that 
you you don't think about until you dig into it and then you say, Oh, okay. They were they both uh, they both were shared the same profession, even though they were prostitutes. They worked doing the same thing, and they were both pregnant at the same time. So they had so much in common, these two women. They were probably more than acquaintances because they lived together and they were pregnant, and then they helped deliver each other's babies, as Scripture references that. And then you see that they really had a bonding, a bond that was deeper than just being an acquaintance with okay. each other. And so to go through these two wounds where one betrays one deliberately and the other one faces the wound of of an accident when she accidentally smothers her baby and then goes and exchanges it, her baby, and takes the other one. And so the story comes to life, and that's one of the things we've heard from people that have read the book is that the stories really come to life and they really see these women in a different light. And that's how we, we were hoping to achieve that purpose. Right. Right. And that's so awesome. And so it expands on the Bible and the, and the teachings in the Bible, but it also provides stories in some cases where, you know, some of today's women can relate and provides them with something of, of hope and, um, knowing that they're not alone as well, and then having, you know, you as a resource and your website as a resource um, is also huge. And it's great to get the feedback. I'm sure that that's very encouraging to know that you are successfully reaching people. That's so huge. Well, we really do enjoy hearing from from women from different places. It's It's Something. I mean, I've I've called, talked to women, strangers on the phone, and prayed with them. That I, I don't know who they are, but I've listened to their story and their heart and their wound. And we run into people in the grocery store, shopping or wherever, and they they begin to unfold their life with us. And it's just so interesting when God puts you in that path then you know, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing now, you know. I have a, a, the Wounded Women Project is basically, it's just an encouragement for women to walk with other wounded and hurting women. And I don't know what it is about women in today's world. And, and so often in our churches you see this, that women have a difficult time walking with someone who's hurting. And I think part of it is they don't know what to do. Mm, yeah. And... Another is they don't know what to say to them. So the project basically is just a pledge to say that, yes, I am going to commit to walk with another hurting woman woman that I'm not going to discard or shun, throw her away. I'm going to actually walk with her and come alongside her and encourage her and love her in the same way that Christ would if he was here. That's so awesome. And I think we we fall short in that women, that area. Yeah. Now, I do have a question with your project. Is it something that is just local to you within your church, or is this something that you um, have broadened, uh, you know, that it's across the country type of thing? Can you share more on that? Well, the the Wounded Women Project, we started, I started it about a year ago, and basically just to bring and to enlighten the um, 
just the, the minds and hearts of other women and to come so that they will decide, okay, I'm going to pledge. It's more of that. And, but, but it, I guess it goes along with getting our, our book and ministering to women in different places. And so I've been able to go in and share at a prison in Pueblo, Colorado with the women there. And the book has been used in, in a couple of prisons, prison ministries. It's been, it's actually being used in another country overseas right now with women. And, and that sort of goes along with the Wounded, Wounded Women Project, is just getting it out to these remote areas and to these places where it, it really, really needs to be. And I mean, and it can be in the home of someone's living room with two, two people sitting there and sharing it, doing the book with a friend. And, and so that's what it is. And that's what the project is all about. That's what I call walking with another person. That's when we come alongside someone and say, Hey, you know what? There is hope and there is healing. And let me, let me point you to the one who has the power to do, to give you that, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's so awesome. So you are very broad, and you are reaching a lot of people. And it's like I read in my devotional this morning, you know, we are meant to love other people. We are supposed to offer love. And that's also, you know, Mm. being offered in not judging people, but being there to help them. And so it's so important. That's what we are all called to do. But sometimes we just need that reminder to uh, know how to reach out to people and just, you know, remember that, we're supposed to be helping the hurting and, and helping our neighbors even, you know, so that's, this is just so awesome. And I just see this growing. I hope to see this growing for you. (laughs) Oh, I hope so. I hope it will grow, grow big. It's, I, I think if, if we can shift the thinking from women who are pretty much set in their habits, I guess I can call it that. Right then we can change the world. I really believe that if we just shift that. And one thing we have to do is we have to see the other woman as as God's daughter. Right. That we often look at the flesh and the outside. If she's, if she's living in the flesh or she's hurting and, and, and expressing that fleshly way, then, then, yeah, so many times, so often we don't want anything to do with it or that person. Right. But we have to remember that that the fingerprint of God is on that person, that God did create her lovely and beautiful, and he formed every fiber and being, and she is precious in his sight, and and she is his daughter. And if we can look at each other like that, it's going to make a big difference in the world. It will. It'll help us, too, when when we're trying to walk with someone that's not, easy to walk with. Right. <laughs> That's, right. Let me put it that way. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. Yeah, because, th- well, and I think this 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 day and age, it's not that there weren't crazy things going on in the Bible, too, but, you know, there's so many crazy things going on today and so many different things that we have to deal with and that we could very easily judge and choose to, you know, shun people because of their beliefs and their choices. And it may not even be beliefs. It just could be choices, foolish choices, you know, and, and then that's where we have yeah. a choice to. Yeah. Just going to say there, it is our choices. Oftentimes when we see someone making bad choices, it doesn't mean we have to join them. Walking with isn't joining them nope. in the bad choice or the sin. Yeah. Walking with is 
coming alongside, but not jumping into bad things that they jump in. Absolutely. It's so funny. Walking with a setting health <laughs> boundary. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say, uh, because that's that's where we have that choice to, to jump in and be a light to them. You know, we can be a light if we choose to lend a hand, pull them out of wherever they are and and just be there for them in a really rough time. You know, it's very, very true that we don't need to join them, but we can certainly make a difference if we choose to. Yes, we can. And, you know, I've, I've heard stories of women in tears. I've had women look at me with tears in their eyes and say that their husband had an affair and he left her and they were best friends with another couple. Mm. And so because her husband left her, then the friend of the other couple completely had nothing to do with her anymore. And she lost not only her husband, but she lost her friend who shunned her because of it. Yeah. When it wasn't even maybe her fault or anything. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. It's sad. It's very sad. Very, very sad. And, and, <laughs> and that's, that's an example of how could the couple, the, the, the woman that was friends with her, how can she remain a friend? If, if anything, she needed her friend more than ever then. Yep. Oh, and and they sure. actually went to church together. They were They were believers. They were Christian friends. And... Uh, this sad tragedy happened in her her marriage, and then to have her friend shun her, turn her back on her, was just even more devastating. And that's what I'm talking about. It's it's things like that. It's it's wow. Can we see when we need to embrace? And oh, yeah. if you're going to be a friend, let's really come and be a true friend. Exactly, exactly, and that's so so true because. You know, that was a perfect example of where she could have just loved up on her. And but I think it's the mentality of society today. And and it doesn't have to remain that way. You know, it can be changed. And and we need we need to be true friends and we need to be there to support and, and, you know, really lend that hand when that hand is needed. Because, you know, those are tragic events. Those are things um, that particular um, instance that you discussed you know i've i've been there and and that feeling of loneliness and and just needing a friend is so important so to be able to be there in those times of need can really make such a huge huge difference in people's lives oh absolutely it can and and that's what the wounded women project is about it's it's determining and deciding that i'm going to take this pledge which they can find on my Facebook page and my, I think it's on my website, it should be, but I need to go back and look, but it really is taking a pledge to say, hey, I am going to, I pledge to walk with wounded and hurting women, and I I pledge to do this and step in as Christ, and if we, and and basically it's just a shifting of our thoughts and our hearts to say, okay, I am determined, I'm going to set my my eyes on this. I am going to to walk this path and determining and setting that goal and saying, this is what I'm going to do. And that's just doing that in itself is going to make a huge difference in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And you 
you had mentioned also in um, chatting with me earlier, and I don't want to miss out on this opportunity to speak about it. You have a new book coming up, which I think will be another huge asset to um, women as well. And I'd love for you to touch on that. I do. Actually, my husband and I are writing this new book. It's called Messed Up Men of the Bible, Seeing Your Men Through God's Eyes. And I believe we just got something in the mail that said the release date would be January 27th. They hope to have it in all the stores of 2016. That sounds like an awesome title. And basically, <laughs> oh, it is. Well, you know, my my husband, he's a silly man, and uh, he's, he's pretty humorous. And so after the Wounded Women of the Bible came out, he said, oh, now you need to do a book called Messed Up Men of the Bible. <laughs> and he, he said that. We were laughing about it, but it actually came forward. So um, it was... It was a huge project. I finished the edit, so we're, it'll be, it'll be uh, some work coming up here soon for us. But basically, we tried to find men in the Bible that faced and struggled with issues that men in today's world face and struggle with. And women, uh, it, it's like men are trying to understand women. Well, women, are, we're always trying to understand men. <laughs> and so we hope that through this book, we will be able to provide some insight into how men struggle in these areas. David does the biblical teaching on so many of these men and in the book, and he's just an incredible, gifted biblical teacher, course pastor, so that always helps. And uh, But just coming across and sharing with these women how, how they can come alongside the man in their life, Mm-hmm. With these issues and with these struggles and, and what it what it means to give them hope and healing is what we try to do, tips on on how to live with a man like this, just encouragement for them, yeah. things to do and not to do. There's, there's things in the book about that. We used so many men that we hear about in Scripture, but we've, we've switched, I guess we've shifted their story to a particular struggle or issue that they face. So I think it's going to be, it's going to be a really good book. I believe it's going to help a lot of women. It sounds like it. That's so awesome because it's nice to have a tool that teaches you how to walk alongside of your man that's struggling. Because if you don't have that tool, oftentimes what sets in is bitterness and resentment because oftentimes you don't understand the struggle or you don't understand how to help the struggle. And bitterness and resentment is such a bad seed. So to be able to empower the woman, to empower the man, just is something that's going to build on marriages and relationships. So that's just so huge. You know, it really is. And and we really wanted to make sure that we put put some things in there that help them to understand what they can do for the messed up man and what they can't do for the messed up man. And so often we try to fix, fix the man in our life and to come to the realization that we really can't fix the man in our life. Mm -mm. And though he looks messed up to us in God's eyes, God's doing a work there and he's working through. If, if the man will let him, God will do a great work in his life. So, there's so much in there, and we're just really thrilled about it. And Kriegel Publications, they picked up the book. They've done a pretty good job with this other one for us. So I guess it's sort of like a sequel to The Wounded Women of the Bible. 
That's cool. That's so cool. And I love the ministry you guys have. It's just, it's so neat the way God uses us. And it's, it's really eye-opening um, when you can look back and see your path that led you to where you are and, and knowing that, you know, God's had his hand on you all this time and just knowing that through what you've been through, you're going to be reaching so many people. That's just awesome. I'm so, so excited for you guys. Oh, thank you so much. Just We're just really thrilled, too, we're, that God could use us this way and, and help us to minister to hurting people and, and wounded people. And David, he talks to a lot of a lot of men, not not only as, as a pastor, but just for what he's he's come through a, a lot in his life and recovery and and healing and just to be able to take all of those things and and help someone else too. I mean that that's really really where our hearts are for both of us. God's used our past to help us move forward in the future with ministering to other people, and that's what it's about. That's so cool, and I look so forward to sharing both of your books on our website and trying and encouraging people to check them out because the bene- the benefits are going to be amazing. And you did mention something that really stuck out to me that um, has really resonated to me over the last couple of years, and that is that we can't fix our men, but we can pray for them, and that's something that I've become very intentional about, and that is praying for my husband because, you know, I feel that, you know, he has a very big position in our family, and praying for him will build our family and strengthen our family as well. And I just, I, I really am intentional about that because I think there's so many pressures on men that we don't realize or things that they take as pressure or that they uh, feel responsible for that we could never imagine. So praying for them is just such a huge thing in building them into, you know, godly men. It's, that's the best way we can support them, I think. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's we don't always do the right things as or know what to do in things, situations, issues that we face. And so that one is, is prayer. Yep. Yep. I, I, yes. I believe that so much. And I've seen the results in that, and it's just amazing. And I have a son, so, you know, for me... You know, not only praying for my husband, but praying for my son in the same ways to strengthen him. You know, I think that there's a lot more things in society today that can cause, you know, struggles and weaknesses. And, you know, so praying for our men, regardless if it's our sons or our husbands, is huge. And that's something that I I, I make a very big point to do. Oh, that's so good. Well, you know, we have to remember that God... He he just doesn't throw anybody away. He nope. doesn't give up on us. Nope. He does, and he doesn't give up on the messed up man in your life. Nope. And it's just one of those things where he really wants to work in their life. And and we've seen it happen. He can take someone who we think is completely messed up, and he turns them around because there's the good. The good is still in there. And we have to remember that. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, something I, I started doing also is, you know, asking God to use me in whatever way he needs to, you know, to help my men. I don't really have any examples, but I would, uh-huh. I would like him to use me in, 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 in being an aid in any way I can to be a good mom, a good wife, you know, and I'm, I'm conscious of that. We're never going to be perfect, and like you said, God loves us anyway, but uh, to focus on what we can do best is something I'm really trying to be intentional about and how I can be a help to others. Yes, and 
how you can come alongside and walk with, and that's what this book that will be coming out will be about, is how do you walk with the messed up man in your life? I think it's, it's going to be really helpful, I, I believe. So, well, I would love to have you come back on when it's released and and chat with me, and we'll share it with my audience and and get the word out there. I will definitely be checking that out. I have many locations that that could be shared. So this is that's really awesome, and I'm really excited for you guys. And we are running out of time, but I would love to give you the floor one more chance to you know give my audience last minute encouragement. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Tammy. And we would love to come come back on. You just just let us know. And well, let me just encourage all the women out there that that there are days where you wake up and it doesn't seem like God is is next to you or near you or anywhere, but He is, and He wants to heal you. He wants to to bring you out of this darkness or or this place of despair or circumstance or whatever it is, this wound that that you're struggling with. And he just wants to bring you out of that. He wants to bring you to a place where you can rise up every morning and enjoy life and and smile and have hope and healing. I mean, it won't be the end of, of all of our struggles, but, but when we, when we see that there is hope out there uh, and that God is walking with us, then our days look a little bit different, a lot mm-hmm. different, actually. So, but mm-hmm. it takes taking the first step. It takes coming out of the closet, coming out from beneath the bed, from the hidden crevices. It takes, you've got to step out. You've got to step out of the darkness and into the light. And it only takes one step, and God will do the rest. Oh, that's so awesome. Such powerful words and so, so true. So, so true. And and there is light at the end of the tunnel. That's awesome. Thank you so, so much, Tina. Thanks, Tina. <laughs> well, thank you. This has been awesome. and I enjoyed our visit. I did, too. I did, too. This was really, really awesome. I'm, I'm really anxious to read your books and get them um, on our page uh, and to spread the word. You've got such a great ministry going on. And again, thank you so much for joining me. And everyone, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedules to listen in. I know your time is valuable, and I am just honored and thrilled that you take the time to listen to my show. And until next week, you guys take care, and God bless. You're listening to the Mountain Woman Radio Show, where you will learn something new every week. We hope you enjoyed the show and encourage you to join us at TreyerWilderness.com. And be sure to connect with us on iTunes. Remember, your reviews on iTunes are very important to us and help us reach more people just like you.